0: Welcome to Trope Stories, a show about photographers, creatives, dreamers, makers, entrepreneurs, and their personal journeys. I'm Terry Mayday, and on today's show is Opie Odeyungbo, a London-based photographer and influencer who has worked with brands like Absolute Vodka, Adidas, American Express, Audi, BMW, Dom Perignon, Havana Club, Huawei, Puma, Timberland, the West Ham United Football Club, and more. His work has appeared in the Trope City Editions award-winning London book, as well as his own solo book called Parallel Lines, which is part of Trope's Emerging Photographer series. Opie has traveled all over the world for professional and personal work, from the UK to the US, from Asia to Africa. This is his story. Hey, Opie. Welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm great. Not too bad. I hope you're good.
0: It's nice to see you as always. I'm in Chicago. You're in London. Can you update yes. us? What is Are coffee shops open? Are restaurants open? People wearing yeah, masks?
1: They, no, they have been open um, and it is now mandatory to wear masks uh, in public, enclosed spaces. Um, so, yeah, no, all coffee shops and, you know, restaurants, they've been open now for, for a while. And we've actually got this interesting new government initiative where, you know, they're doing 50% off. So it's encouraging, it's actually encouraging people to go into, you know, and sit down and eat in restaurants and, you know, cafes.
0: I have to ask you, I know you're a huge uh, football fan. Your Instagram handle is at Great Arsenal. How is, how's the Arsenal Football Club, man?
1: Well, I mean, we've just finished, like, uh, probably one of our most worst seasons ever. But, uh, you know, we finished it on a high. You know, we won the FA Cup. So, you know, I'm happy about that. But, you know, there's much major improvement for, you know, to be made for,
0: for next season. Well, always looking up, right? Yeah, have to be. Have <laughs> um, You know, in, in your book, you, you talk about good vibes only. Have you been able to yes. stay positive during this pandemic?
1: I mean, yeah, no, I'm not gonna lie, it has been disheartening, you know, at times, but at the same time, you know, I feel that this is a journey that, you know, it's it's not forever, you know, this is a time that we're currently going through that, you know, you know, I feel that, you know, it's just a short space of time, you know, it's not going to be a thing where it's going on forever, and, you know, I have to have the faith that, you know, this is, we're going to get through this time,
0: you know, and um,
1: it could only make us stronger.
0: Where did you learn to think like that? Because I think all of us have been tested more than perhaps we ever even thought we could be, whether it's you know financially or emotionally um, in regards to work and personal life. I mean, how did you learn to think like that? To think positive even the hardest times. Well, I mean, all, all glory to God for me and you know my family in my upbringing. You know, they've they've been. They've been by my side, you know, through Thick and
1: Thin, you know, and they've supported me with, you know, everything I do. So I think it's just a big part of my upbringing, you know, has led to this and led to my thinking and, you know, also, you know, just having faith as well.
0: Opie, can I ask you about Black Lives Matter?
1: Yes, of
0: course. I I wanted to get your sense of, you know, again, we're in Chicago, you're in London, and just what does it, what does it feel like over there in terms of social justice and this, this feeling? What What is it like for you and, and for your family?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a worldwide issue, you know, and it's something that, you know, has been needing to be discussed for many, many years now. You know, and I'm not gonna lie, it is, it's been uncomfortable for many people, but at the same time, you know, in order to, you know, have changed, you know, we have to go through uncomfortable situations, you know, we're not, we're not gonna change the situation without, you know, people feeling uncomfortable, you know, so, uh, you know, it's it's been, it's been like a weird time, but at the same time, it's been needed, it's been necessary, you know, and for, for me and, you know, many other people as well, you know.
0: Have you seen a, a friend or a company or a brand respond in a way that's not only relevant maybe, but like meaningful to you?
1: I've seen, you know, uh, a few brands that, you know, they're trying, obviously it's a thing where, you know, everyone kind of needs to, you know, educate themselves a bit better, you know, in order, like, you know, before they act. And I, I've seen a few brands, you know, do that, you know, and they, they are trying, You know, at the same time, it's a thing where it needs to be an ongoing thing, You know, it can't just be, okay, yeah, we do this and then everything's okay again. You know, so I do feel, you know, I have seen brands trying and, you know, it would be nice for them to continue that, you know, when it comes to, like, say, for instance, you know, hiring black creatives, you know, treating black creatives the the same as they treat everyone else. You know, it's an important issue. I feel that definitely needs to be addressed because, you know, you get some brands that, you know, they don't really treat people equally. Yes it's not okay in this industry. I
0: mean, I can't remember a time where it feels like we're managing these many things simultaneously and so many people across the world are impacted at the same time. From the, you know, the pandemic and Black Lives Matter to just all the social unrest for a myriad of reasons. Has that changed at all the way that you look through your lens? I mean, in a, in a way,
1: I mean, For me personally, I guess it's just a matter of being more, you know, vigilant and, you know, aware of my surroundings and, you know, again, how I can come across as well. Uh, Because I I feel with a lot of um, things going on in the world currently, you know, people are second guessing quite a lot. You know, it could be anything really. So, you know, it has made me more vigilant, you know, aware of, you know, how I'm coming across.
0: Did you participate in any Protests or or walks? Did you bring your camera? How did you participate? So yes, uh, there was one protest that I attended, you know, and
1: you know, with uh, I wanted to shoot, and uh, which I did. And uh, this one was a peaceful sit-down protest where you know everyone gathered, and you know it was more or less like a like a music show. You know, people wanted to step up and uh, sing like songs, or you know, it was different poems as well so again it was more like a talent kind of I'll call it like a show but like you know people just wanted to come together really and you know it's the unity of you know coming together and you know just being one with everyone and it was was nice to see because you know it was everyone of different races you know and it was it was great to just be able to photograph that and just to be in that space of the people just being unified and coming together for, for a good cause.
0: Wow, I love how you said unity. That's, that's just a great word. What did you take away from it? Did you shoot a lot? Was it more a moment for yourself?
1: I mean, uh, it was a bit of both, you know. Again, I, I didn't shoot as much as I wanted to, but I think that was just, because I was basically just in awe of the unity that I saw. And it was just like, it was great to see, you know, there were so many people there. Again, you know, I wasn't really expecting it to be as big as it was, but, you know, it did. And you know, it was it's great to see.
0: So can we back up a little bit to, to March and April when, you know, the pandemic hit? And I think all of us were like, gosh, is this going to be a week or two? And here we are several months into this. What were those first few days like when it, when it got really quiet?
1: Well, I mean, for me personally, I... I thought to myself, you know, this can't go on for, you know, more than, you know, a month, I'd say, you know, so for me, I was just saying that, yeah, we'll be out of this. So I didn't really give it the, what do you say, like, you know, I didn't really give it the the attention that it should have been given, you know, because I thought, you know, we'd just be get past this in a matter of, you know, maybe weeks. So, no, it was, as time went on, it was a bit difficult, you know, when it got to the point where, you know, jobs that I had lined up. They were saying that, you know, we can't do this anymore, you know, due to what's going on in the world. So um, it it was hard, it was hard. And to the point where I lost, I I was doing a job actually. I was uh, employed part-time at an agency and uh, they they actually had to let me go, you know, in March. You know, I started it at the start of the year, January. You know, it was going really well, you know, I enjoyed it. And you know, it was just unfortunate they had to let me go by March time. I mean, understandable, but you know, it's what happens. You know, people have gone through the same thing.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you feel like are, is there any momentum? Are jobs starting to come back? What do you What do you What kind of sense are you feeling right now? Um, yeah. So uh, la- last month it started really picking up for me again. You know, with the work, which you know, I'm
1: really proud and happy about. Good. You know, but uh, back 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 then it was it was hard, and you know again I had to kind of focus and kind of shoot stuff for myself indoors. You know, whether it was just to get my creative juices flowing again, or just not to fall out of uh, you know love for the for the passion of it all. So yeah, I had to had to do stuff for myself, you know, shoot shoot my own projects, you know, here and there. I mean, a lot of which hasn't seen the light of day, but you know, it's all it's all testing,
0: trial and error, you know. I want to talk about your book in a minute, but first, let's talk about the Trope Gallery opening that was way back in November of 2019, pre-COVID, of course. We had hundreds of people together in London. How how was that for you? That was a really uh, a fun night. That
1: that was an, an an amazing experience for me. You know, again, just having everyone come together for you know this art art uh, artwork. Basically, it was just a great feeling. You know, and just having work on the wall, just you know, for everyone to see. It was it was really an honor, truly an honor to be a part of. And you know, I'm glad that I got to you know be a part of it with the amazing photographers that were obviously on show. You know, as you saw. Yeah, it was just a great experience of
0: all. And it's so cool to have your work displayed. I mean, there were family and, and friends there, and I think it was just a celebration of of your work and, and London and the way you see London. So that was uh, was great Great to be a part of. It was. So, Parallel Lines, congratulations, man. Beautiful, beautiful book. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you, you share your photographs from, of course, London. But you go to Cuba and across Asia, and there's a very uh, personal trip that you take to, you know, Nigeria, which is incredible to see kind of professional and personal work side by side. But before we get into too much detail, what is um, the title of the book, Parallel Lines? Can you tell us what that means?
1: Right, so uh, parallel lines. Uh, with my work, I always love to incorporate lines within my work. You know, this leading lines, or you know, just something that makes the viewer, you know, look into it. You know, I I, I love to make the viewer's eyes draw into like a specific particular subject. So uh, that could be across you know, architectural work or you know portraiture. Yeah, so i just felt you know parallel lines you know between the two you know. so you've got the portraiture side of things and then the architectural side of things as well as street as well so you know no matter what it is you know i always kind of try to incorporate lines into them i mean i know it's not always possible but you know i, I always try you know
0: now you do you do a great job with that yeah. and i can see several examples of, particularly in the london work Even if you're shooting architecture alone or if you're including uh, a talent or a model, you you really do that beautifully. Um, There's a quote at the beginning of the book. I think it came from one of your posts, and I wanted to ask you about it, and I think it's relevant to now. Um, It says, The path of life is never without trials and tribulations. Through this comes the openness to receive greatness. Why did you post that, and is that something you believe?
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, totally. you know for for me, you know I always I I say you know, and I believe that we all, we're all going to go through trials and tribulations during this lifetime, you know, this life is not meant to be easy, you know, but I just think it's how we react to these situations in life, you know, so we could choose to you know just give up totally or we could just choose to you know go through and you know learn from the experiences, you know which in tune will make us stronger, you know, for, for next time that we face tough times.
0: Well said. When, when you were a kid, were you, were you the one that always had a camera in their hands? I mean, how did you come to this no, as so, a career? Are your parents in the arts or?
1: <laughs> no, my parents definitely not. <laughs> it's, it's not a thing for them really. So, uh, you know, for me, when I was at primary school, uh, I was always into like arts and drawing and painting and stuff like that. So, you know, being creative from early, you know, was something that, you know, I was very much into anyway. So I think it, it, it really involved when I, you know, got to school and then I, you know, was introduced to graphic design. You know, that's what I, you know, had my passion into back then. And then, you know, I, I got into college and then, you know, it was just a matter of, you know what, I'm gonna stick with graphic design. But I'm also going, going to try my hand at photography as well, you know. So I found out that, you know, photography was actually my strong point. So I kind of left the graphic design side of things and, you know, jump-shipped, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you share the story of, of your sharing your work in front of your peers and your professor and your graphic design work? And there was kind of a moment there where you didn't go this way, but you decided to go this way. What was that like?
1: Well, no, it was actually a a uni interview, you know, so it was one of those group uni interviews, like for, you know, to get a place on a uni course. So it was a graphic design course, graphic design and photography, actually. So, uh, you know, we were in a circle, you know, everyone had to show their graphic design work at the time. So, you know, at the time, I was just looking around the room and thinking everyone else's work is just amazing. And, you know, my one is, I knew it wasn't up to standard, but, you know, it got to my one. And uh, you know the tutor literally just ripped me apart. <laughs> he ripped me to shreds in front of everyone. And you know, it was just the thing where I, I felt so like embarrassed, but at the same time I kind of knew that what he was saying was actually the truth. And like for me personally it was just like, you know, okay, I feel that you know I'm stronger at photography anyway, so you know I'm just gonna pursue that instead.
0: Well, you found, your, you found your gift and you found your, your voice, man.
1: Yeah, gladly.
0: You know, I think of Chicago as, I mean, we, we, we love this city. It's a beautiful, world-class city and it feels big. But then when we visit London and we, we absolutely, you know, one of our favorite cities to shoot in and to be in and to visit friends. And Did London help shape part of who you are? I'd say so. You know, at the
1: end of the day, London is where I was born. You know, it was where I grew up. It's where I learned my trade. You know, it's where I learned the majority of the stuff that makes me the person I am today. You know, so I mean, it's very di- diversified here, you know, and I love that. You know, so it's, it's it's I'd say it's been a big, big part of my life. You know, being here and just you know living here.
0: That's cool. Yeah, let's let's talk about some early uh, influences. Henri Cartier-Bresson, uh, yeah. widely considered the master of, of candid street photography and, and the decisive moment. was When you yeah. decided to go photography, did you connect with his early work and was there any kind of inspiration there for you?
1: No, I did. So like uh, with him, he was uh, one of the first photographers that I looked at and studied. And this was back in college, you know, when I first started photography it was only street photography moments that I wanted to capture. That was all that I was doing. And, you know, his work was a massive influence to me at that point. And it still is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, so he's he's literally the master of, you know, capturing the decisive moment. And, you know, a lot of his work
0: inspired my early work. That's very cool. Let's just talk about that kind of spontaneity. You and I have had the pleasure of, of shooting together in London and us capturing you from the filming side, we're capturing you shooting. And it's just cool to see you in action because I, I feel like there are some of those moments of spontaneity when you're out there. Can you walk us through, like, how much do you plan and how much do you, you know, rely on the light or the location or the combination of all of them to still kind of hold on to spontaneity so that those moments feel real?
1: Well, uh, most of the times it's mostly just a get up and kind of go kind of thing, you know, because I find a lot of uh, the content that I capture, a lot of it is, uh, you know, when I not actually planned it. You know, so it could be a situation where I just go out and I, you know, see something. I wasn't necessarily expecting to come across it. So, you know, you take the picture and it's like, okay, wow, you know, I didn't actually plan to go to this area or plan to see that person or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, you know, so I find when when you just you're spontaneous about these kind of things, you know, you kind of it shows and you kind of get the images that you're really happy with.
0: Let's look at some images from the book, Opie. I love um there's an image on page twenty that I just yes. love. You know, you have someone standing in the median. How hard is that to do? You've got traffic coming on both sides and where is that and how did you do it?
1: This was, um, gosh, I can't remember where this is now. Um, Barbican, actually. So it was a tunnel in Barbican area. And, you know, it's, as, as I've always said, you know, I love to capture lines and lead in lines. So, you know, I've walked past like, through this tunnel so many times. So it's one of those ones where, you know, I just said, you know, I want to try and do like a slow shutter speed um, shot here. And, you know, I was with uh, another photographer, you know, who was, is the person standing in the middle of the shot. And I mean, we, it took a few good tries, you know, (laughs) we were there for quite a while. So again, like with photography, you have to be patient, you know, so I had to have a lot of patience to get this shot. And I'm glad it came out as I expected in the end.
0: Opie, there's another couple images on pages 26 and 27, which I really love. You're not. I notice how you're not taking us to Tower Bridge and the other icons of London. <laughs> you like to show the the moody and gritty side of the city, which I think is just it's just amazing to see it in in such a cinematic way. Tell us about I this mean, location.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's great because um, you know I love to shoot the gritty side of London as well. You know because again, you know not many people you know know or realize that you know we have these you know areas in London, and you know it's. It, the Tower Bridge is nice and good, but you know, at the time, you, know, you have to show, you know, all London, you know, I feel, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's always great to go to these gritty kind of short like, areas and, you know, take a shot and make it look beautiful, you know, because a lot of people do appreciate it, you know. I, for one, do appreciate going to these areas and shooting them and, you know, documenting them.
0: It's very cool to see these areas and and the character and personality that you wouldn't otherwise see in the normal tourist areas. Opie, there's an image on page 70, and apparently you knew masks were cool a long time ago before they were (laughs) mandated by by the entire world. Do you ever run across locations like this where it's actually, you know, are you nervous to shoot in? How did? Where is this?
1: I mean. I I, I kind of went through a phase in my photography journey where, you know, locations like this was all that I was searching for. You know, I, I love to shoot the derelict, the you know, abandoned places of London, you know. And a lot of them, you know, were places that, you know, we weren't really meant to be in. But, you know, this one in particular, it was a spot in Shoreditch and, you know, it was very easy to get into. So, you know, I just thought, you know, why
0: not, you know, let, let me go in there and shoot my shots and you know, get get the content that I want to get. And um, thankfully, you know, I was able to capture this image. That's great, man. You know, um, you, you've done a lot of influencer work for brands like Adidas, yes. Puma, Timberland, American Express, Absolute Vodka, and and more. I'm sure the list goes on and on. But yes. can you talk about how your personal work is, you know, how important is your personal work? And does your personal work... And when you're just shooting for yourself, does that help you get your professional work?
1: Um, Yeah, a lot. uh, To start with, it was my personal work that, you know, led me to my first, you know, influencer uh, job, basically. So, you know, at the same time, you do have to remember your personal work and keep shooting for yourself as well, you know, because you're going to get some brands or some some companies that kind of want to change the way you shoot or change your style up a bit. And, you know, I mean, that's that's fine, but at the same time, you have to remember, like, you know, the style that, you know, first got you to where you were, basically. So in my case, you know, I, I when I shoot for myself, there's a certain particular style that, you know, I love to maintain. And, you know, for me at this moment in time, it's a thing where, you know, I, I, I tell this to the client, you know, whoever it may be, you know, cause some clients may not want that style and other clients, they may just, you know, want you particularly for that side. So uh, no, again, it's just one of those ones for me that you know you just have, sometimes have to differentiate the two. So, yeah.
0: There's some amazing personal work in the book. Page yes. 82. There's a beautiful series of photographs in a row with your grandmother. I can't imagine yes. traveling to another country and and meeting my grandmother for the first time. What was that like?
1: no it was a great great experience you know because for me growing up as a, a child you know we always used to speak to you know my grandmother on the phone you know myself and my younger brother and all the sisters so uh, you know this went on for you know a number of years so it was it was great to finally you know, be able to go then meet her face to face for the first time you know and just show her that you know this is what i do and this is what i love to do and uh, again it was just uh another situation where I got to share my
0: passion with her. You definitely got to share your passion, but I was thinking about, you talk about in the book, that you're not sure why you didn't visit earlier. And, you know, life gets busy, and who knows why you didn't. But do you feel lucky that you had the gift of your, you know, technical and creative and passionate side to be able to kind of capture this trip for your family?
1: No, of course. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I, you know, I was able to go there and I did, you know, because I mean, if I had gone there like years before, it wouldn't have been as a photographer, you know, so it was great that I got to do it the time that I did, you know, I was happy with the images that I got from the trip and I was happy over all the, you know, family members that I got to visit.
0: There are some kids that you photographed on pages 97 and, and 98 and, um, I, I just, does the camera create, you know, these connections that sometimes couldn't happen? You know, does, does the camera no, create intrigue? of course, intrig-
1: of course. It, it does, because, you know, in that particular situation, you know, once the uh, kids saw the, my camera, you know, it was all, you know, they started huddling around me, you know, so it was just, you know, they were happy that I even had it. You know, they wanted me to take their picture. So, you know, again, it was just another situation where I was sharing my passion with, you know, others and, you know, I was getting joy from it and so they were as well, as well.
0: Absolutely. So on to Cuba. There's a great image on page 112. Yeah. And the caption at the bottom talks about the differences between kids in London and Cuba. I'm, I'm curious as your observations.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, walking around Cuba, you know, there was always kids playing out in the street, you know, from basically morning to to late night, you know, so it was like, for me, it was a bit, a bit bit of a weird one because, you know, you come down to uh, London and, you know, a lot of the kids here, you know, it's focused on their gadgets and, you know, their screens and all of that, you know, so it's just, for Cuban kids, I think it's just a matter of just, you know, we want to just come out and play, you know enjoy life you know it wasn't about you know gadgets or you know screens or phones or whatever it may be you know it's just they were enjoying life and
0: it was good to see it's cool to capture that and it's a good reminder for for all of us get outside and enjoy life and get off the screens for a little bit of course yeah of course so what about um the current state with the pandemic you said that you're feeling some momentum coming back which is great but how long has it been since you travelled?
1: Gosh, it's been a very long time. Yeah, I, I've not travelled this year. So, uh, you know, last time I travelled was last year. You miss so, it? Oh, uh, yeah. So, no, I, I do. You know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. But at the same time, you know, I know, like, you know, for the for the health of you know others and myself, you know, I'm just gonna stay put for now. You know, because it will be the right thing to do for me anyway. So, uh, you know, once it's safe to do so, then who knows?
0: Opie, I wanted to ask you as well about your, your family and your parents. You mentioned that your parents are not in the arts, but when you discovered the yes. arts and pursued the arts as a, as a career, did they support you, and what was that like? Uh, yeah, no, they did
1: 100%. You know, and it's it's crazy because you know for you know traditional Nigerian parents to you know support a child that you know wants to go through the creative path, you know, as a career as well, you know, it's, it's kind of unheard of. You know, so for for me, like, and amongst my you know other friends who are of the same you know descent. It was like for them. I was like, "What? Your parents allowed you to do that or study that?" And I was like, "Yeah. Why wouldn't they?" <laughs> you know. So it was it was great. They they supported me 100, percent and they still do. You know. And it, I think that's what you know kind of pushed and motivated me as well, just to continue pursuing it and you know just to continue getting better and you know, just continue to do what I'm doing. Really. So you know, I've had the full support of not only them but my whole family, my entire family. It's been great.
0: That's awesome. I had a similar experience where my parents supported this path as well. And you know, it's a very unknown, mysterious path when you start and it's not yeah. this graduation that happens in a very linear fashion and it can be hard for people to embrace, but I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because that's helped propel you and your success and more to come. Right. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, have you had creative challenges? I mean, have you felt like, wow, streets are empty? I'm going to hop out and go shoot. Or do you feel less motivation um, or inspiration to go out?
1: I mean, for, for me personally, it was less motivation you know, again, like, you know, um I've stuck to the guidelines, you know, it wasn't advisable to go out, you know, so, I mean, I know there was a lot of other photographers that were capturing the empty streets, but, you know, for me personally, yeah, I, I could do that any other time, you know, it just takes a matter of getting up early, you know, so, um, yeah, no, but in the house, you know, there was definitely a lot less motivation. You now, as I said, mentioned previously, I did try to, you know, Shoot stuff, and which I, you know, I did in the house, and you know, tried to be creative with what I was creating as well. You know, uh, some of them were, you know, successful; others wasn't. But you know, it's all about try and error when it comes to photography, anyway. So, you know.
0: Opie, any other experiences that you want to talk about, just being involved in in the book or sharing your book or the the awards that you guys have won?
1: Um, yes. Yes, so uh, you know, during everything that's uh, led to the book, you know, it's been it's been a great, wonderful experience. You know, I've had a brilliant support network. You know, I have to you know shout out my family. You know, my, my girlfriend, she's been amazing in the support of me and you know what I do. And it's just it, it's just like a proud moment. You know, to be able to say that you know you know I've got this book and you know, it's it's a body of my work that which I'm proud of, and you know, it's just, it doesn't end here, you know, it's just, it could only go go up, and no matter what happens in life, you know, we have to continue doing what we love and, you know, sharing our passions with others. And I feel that, you know, this is what I'm doing and this is what I intend to continue to do.
0: Well, it's been great talking to you, man. You're part of our, our Trope family and from Chicago to London. Thank Thanks so much. We'll see you soon, Appreciate okay? Appreciate
1: everything. Thank you. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. care.